Face the Heel. Congo, my man, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm all right, man. How you doing? Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Okay, good. Turn stuff down. All right. I think this is the first time I've ever seen you without the makeup on. Right? Yeah. <laughs> you look like a completely different person. That's great. Good. <laughs> <laughs> like, holy shit, my kid wouldn't be so scared this time. Right? Right. <laughs> All right. So, <clears throat> um, welcome to the Face of the Yield podcast. Um, we'll... Uh, Kind of just talk about a little bit of everything, the journey to where you're at and okay. where you came from, how you got there, where you want to go, what you're doing now, what your favorite stuff has been. We look forward to all of it, really. Um, okay. So, uh, I mean, let's let's just go ahead, man. Um, when when you got started, like what what made you want to do this, right? Like, it's it's a big ask to want anybody to do this, right? So yeah. Um since I was a kid, uh watching, you know, uh Hulk Hogan body slam Andre was kind of I guess the catalyst. Um, you know, I'd always been uh physical by nature. Um and it just seemed like, you know, pro wrestling was the logical thing to do. And like over the years growing up and never the passion for it never burned out. So uh, once I was 18 and I had the opportunity to pursue a school, I went ahead and I, I, I did that. Where did you train at? A place called Lakeshore Wrestling Organization in Holland, Michigan. Okay. I've heard of that one. Yeah. It was back in 1998. Um, Jimmy Jacobs started there. A couple of names around Michigan that don't really wrestle started there as well, though. Yeah. You're uh, from Grand Rapids, aren't you? Yes. Yeah. Okay. My wife went to uh, Grand Valley State, so I've been up there a little bit. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I almost had a scholarship there. Uh, Brian Kelly was a coach at the time, but yep. uh, we didn't seem to like each other too much, so <laughs> no games. I ended up going to Saginaw Valley for a year before I transferred down to University of St. Francis in Fort Wayne. Okay. Um, yeah, I did not know that. Did did you play you... football down there? Yes. Yeah. So I got the scholarship to Saginaw Valley, went there, didn't really like it. Uh, that's where I discovered that there was a wrestling school in or near Grand Rapids. Um, and so I decided to quit football and and uh, take time off of uh, uh, getting my education at that point to uh, pursue wrestling. Uh, so I did that for three years. I ran into my high school football coach and he said, what if I told you I could get you another scholarship? And I said, uh, okay. And uh, so he told me about this place down here and then I moved down here. Yeah. Been here did, ever you, since. did you play with David Gator? That name does not sound familiar. My last year was 2003. Uh, Gator would have been 
05 when he started, right? Ah, okay. somewhere in there. No, I was just curious. I didn't know. I knew he went there and played, but that's somewhere. Okay. Somebody we went to high school with. Oh, Jeff played there, there too. Jeff Wedding played there too, right? Where'd you guys go to high school? East, East Noble. Noble. Oh, okay. All right. So you love yeah. that. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. nice. Um, so, I mean, the, we'll stick on the, the training thing. So you started your own training, like facility center and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had originally started with, uh, heroes and legends, um, body slam Academy. Uh, yeah. so I taught there and, uh, developed quite a few, uh, students. And then, uh, Jason, uh, decided that, you know, um, well, something happened with our building, and he never really got back around to getting another building. So uh, the opportunity came up for for Mark Vandy and myself, who's my first start to finish trainee, um, to start our own school. And so we went to Bluffton, Indiana, and uh, came up with uh, Professor Kong's wrestling or pro wrestling academy. I like the graphics for it too, with the little <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize Vandy did it with you though. Yeah, yep. I like watching yeah. him too. Good. He's he's really charismatic. Yes. Like I honestly I think that's one of one of my favorite parts about Congo as a character, right? Like I honest to God, before today I've never heard you say a word. Like it's just like guttural primal screams, you know what I mean? Like and and I mean you don't you don't need to right like right. your character does all that without saying anything it's it's fantastic right. good <clears throat> yeah that's that's the aim um is to try to be as nonverbal as possible of course you know you get promoters nowadays they they want promos and they want this and they want that and you know sometimes even characters have to evolve so occasionally you'll find me spouting off some words but typically yeah, I try to keep it quiet. You know, it it was like, uh, for me, it was like Yokozuna until he talked was very, uh, one of the, one of the most feared men in wrestling. You know, same thing with Bobby Lashley. Like, yeah. soon as he his mouth, they kind of killed his career. Right. So, yeah, yeah. I think Lesnar's the best case of it because that dude's just massive and scary looking, and then he yes. comes out and he's like, "Hey, my name's Brock." <laughs> i want you to do that impression to him though like just Dude, one I would. time i would <laughs> i'd take that shot to the mouth that's fine right <clears throat> that's awesome though yeah i know i didn't know that vandy did that with you so he was your first like all in everything was you yeah yeah um yeah he started off training um at body slam uh I was asked to go and work with him and the guy that he was uh, training with. Um, and I saw potential, but I didn't like the way they were being trained. So I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to come here next week and we're going to, we're going to start fresh. And then next thing I knew it just kind of snowballed from there. I like it. Self-starter. Yes. <clears throat> Big fan. So like, are, do you live close to where you've got the school set up now? Yeah, I live in Fort Wayne, so uh, oh, okay. about half an hour away. Yeah. Okay, I thought you lived in Bluffton. Or no, near no, Bluffton. Quite. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess it's not that far, right? 
Yeah, it could be further. Definitely could be further. <laughs> um, how like how does training other people help you? Like, is it just more polish on everything? Or um, well, yeah, it help helps me keep in shape. Um, helps uh, uh, I guess me you know do my best to stay knowledgeable about wrestling not only just wrestling as a whole but especially today's wrestling because it's so much different you know and and whereas uh a lot of guys a lot of trainers will will teach you how to do moves and and you know guys there's plenty of guys who can go around and do moves and they still you know remind me of my next door neighbor nobody that really want to pay money to see you know, I try to teach my kids have some character on top of those moves. You can do all the cool moves in the world, but at, at the end of the day, you want them to know your name. And, you know, just being that that one guy who does that one cool move, it's not, it should not be good enough for you. Yeah. You should want to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It there, there for a minute, what, like six, seven years ago, everything was just spot monkey stuff. Like, yes. Uh, yes. Will Ospreay and the Young Bucks and, I mean, it, it was it was just nuts. Everything was a super kick and some flippy shit off the top rope, and obviously yep. super rehearsed because everybody's doing cartwheels around everybody. And yes, exactly, exactly. I hate that's, that. That's I hate that. There, there's like no psychology to it. Right? Yeah, like, right. Like, it's like a fight. It's not a it's not a, a choreographed stunt session. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't want to feel like I'm watching a karate scene in a movie. I want to feel like two guys are trying to literally kill each other you know what i mean yeah yeah exactly. and like even even lucha underground right did you watch any of that uh rarely, <clears throat> it, rarely. i mean it was big spot fest stuff right right but it right. it didn't feel like spot fest stuff all the time like it right. really felt like angelico beat the shit out of some dude and then was gonna leave the arena and decided to jump off the building onto him right like it, it was right it was all the spot fest stuff with the psychology i feel like a lot of right uh, the small like the indie stuff they completely forget about the psychology stuff yeah absolutely do you think that they're absolutely. not being taught that though um honestly yes i think uh because you if you if you mention the seven steps of a match people are like huh what's that they don't know what a shine is. They don't know what a real heat is. They don't know what a real comeback is. Um, they just kind of have like these uh, 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 slight, I wouldn't even say grasps on what the word is. You know, it, it's, it's you know, they'll say, okay, well, for my shine, I'll, I'll hit this move, this move, and this move. And then for my comeback, it's this move and this move. And I'm like, no, they don't. That's not exactly how it goes, you know. That's something that you need to build up to, and you need to, uh, uh, you know, it's not. It should mean something. There, in in order to have a good comeback, you have to have a a, a good heat. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I mean, that sort of thing. And a lot of guys, they just don't don't get that concept at all. How much of that? Like, I didn't even think about this until we've been talking. How much of that do you think is because of the nostalgia factor? Like. I think back, like you mentioned, the the Hogan Slam and Andre thing. I don't remember anything else from that. Like all I remember is that big. He slammed him, and oh my god, the world changed, right? Right. So how? Like, like 
when you watch that match, do you think it meant more because of the way they built up to that moment? Or, you know, would it would it have been just as effective if Hogan had slammed Andre out of nowhere, you know, for no reason? Oh, it definitely meant more. But I mean, like when unless it's semi fresh, like that's that's you only remember the spot stuff. Right. Like. Like, um, I don't know, like Juventud Guerrero. Right. I love mm-hmm. watching Hoovy matches. Hoovy matches are great. He can tell the story. Plus, he can do the spot stuff. I don't remember a whole lot other than a Hoovy driver and a 450. Because he didn't have, he never had that moment to where, you know, he built something or made something uh, mean so much that, you know, you remember it. You know, you okay. don't remember, um, you remember, uh, what was it, Ray Mysterio when he gave Eddie Guerrero the, uh, the Hurricane Rana off the top rope. That was a huge moment, and that was something that they built to. Uh, you know, you remember the Hogan and Andre, the body slam, uh, because they spent all that time telling you that this giant was undefeated. He was unbeatable. Um, you know, nobody could slam him. You know, he was the largest athlete in the world. And, you know, here comes Hulk Hogan. You know, well, I guess he had been. But um, all of a sudden, Mr. Mr. Everything is going to come in and he's going to take out this this big, nasty giant, you know, and people believed. And then once it happened, it it it, it meant something. It meant something because they made it mean something. And yep. um, to me, like a lot of a lot of times, a lot of the, the stuff that you watch these days, nobody makes anything mean anything. The Hogan, the Hogan Andre thing. Had they not put that in your head that you know nobody slammed him, had they not brought that up, that right. slam means nothing to anything in that match. Exactly, and I mean Hogan had slammed him before, uh, you know, and, and like you don't, you don't, you didn't know that back then. You know it now because there's video of it circulating on YouTube. But yeah. uh, before then, you never would have picked up on that. So that was it was it was perfect for back then to say, hey, yeah, this guy's never been body slammed. He's never this, never that. Of course, Andre probably only weighed four hundred and some odd pounds at that point. You know, only. wasn't above five. <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly. <laughs> But, you know, uh, stuff yeah. like that, you know, where you're telling the story and the story is long term. Um, that's kind of kind of the thing that, you know, that is missing today. Long, long term storytelling. Like and I don't mean just like having the, uh, a, a match with the same person, you know, four or five weeks in a row on Raw. That's not long term, long term storytelling. There has to be some in between stuff and. Yep. And uh, some some uh, other uh, aspects mixed into it, you know, like if uh, if uh, I'm feuding with Doctor X, um, I shouldn't wrestle Doctor X every week. We should wrestle, not have a conclusion. Um, then the following following week, something happens where we're separated a little bit. Then. Um, he comes out to cost me the match and then I have to return the favor the following week. And then we're scheduled for another match. You know, we either have a winner or, or we, we leave it to where it can be continued, you know, which ultimately would lead to a big blow off match, like a cage match or, or something like that, you know? Um, Yeah. I mean, look, WWE just fired that one writer. Yeah. Just saying you can, you can hop in there. (laughs) <laughs> I think the last time that 
that any like WWE had anything that was even half-ass relevant was honestly probably the Daniel Bryan underdog story. Yeah, I, exactly. that was the last really big thing that that I like people actually rallied around. I'm one of those people. I have like six Daniel Bryan shirts in my closet. It's my boy, <laughs> but it like it really made you like. I hadn't felt <clears throat> that way since I was a kid. You know, like back in the 90s like yeah i believed everything that was on tv but then it got away from it and then daniel bryan came back and i'm like holy shit like look at this little guy like he's actually gonna do something right and but they made me buy into it and that's just lost now Mm -hmm. like you don't have that you have nothing about that exactly so how how do you make that happen on like an indie level though like when you're not doing a weekly or even a bi-weekly show um Really, just it's similar, but you just have to stretch it out. You have to keep reminding fans of what's going on. And, you know, I often tell uh, bookers, you know, when they're asking me my opinion on stuff, I, I would say, you know, you don't need any more than, I would say, three main storylines, you know, on a show. That way you can focus on those three and then kind of build everything else around those three, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. so so that way not everybody's tied up in, in storyline and you don't have to crisscross anybody's storyline necessarily in order to use uh, anybody else from the outside to try to, to try to build to that ultimate match. That, I mean, that makes sense. That just, I feel like it's, I feel like that doesn't happen as often on some, with some of the indie shows. Like it's, it's just, there's no story. Like, yeah, we're going to pretend like that's the UFC that. and, and just do it. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of that that uh, 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 tends to get copied from the WWE. Whatever the WWE is doing at that time, people try to follow their model instead of, uh, you know, taking the long, slow, steady approach. You know, you have to have um, some sort of continuity, you know, over the course of of a period of time, you know, to where you can you can. eventually get you know to the point where the fans are wanting to see this heel get taken out by this baby face so you know if you don't build to that then it's not it's definitely not going to mean as much as you you know you're probably hoping it will i mean you you got to have like a whole section at, at professor Kongu kong's school just for bookers <laughs> <laughs> right oh i mean how Back back to just you. Uh, how did you come up with your name? I know you also go by Osiris, right? Or used to. Yeah, so... used to. Uh, he comes up. He pops up every now and again. Um, didn't you? Didn't well, you just do happened... something as Osiris with JCW not long ago? I did it with RCW not too long ago, actually. Was it? Um, yeah, uh, Revolution Championship Wrestling out of South Bend. Um, and it was during the pandemic, and they were doing uh, uh, tape shows, and I was just like, uh, I can't come in for, you know, X amount of dollars. I, I'll do Osiris for that, you know, just to, to try to, try to you know, uh, keep, keep working, you know, keep doing stuff and something, you know, while everything's shut down. So um, 
I did that show and then we we played off of it. Uh, Osiris got suspended from RCW indefinitely. The next time I came back, I was Congo Kong. And, you know, coincidentally at the time, the, the, uh, uh, the, uh, things were being opened up at that point. Yeah. So uh, uh, originally, how do you come up with the names? Originally, it was given to me. Uh, I got booked by JCW. Uh, we're standing in the locker room, and uh, Corporal Robinson is going through, you know, what's happening in the matches. And he talks about a four-way tag, and then he says Congo Kong is going to come out and destroy everyone. And I'm looking around like. You're like, who the hell is this guy? (laughs) Yeah, I know everybody here. Who's this Congo Kong guy? And why haven't they said anything about Osiris, Joe? (laughs) And so he finally looks at me and he goes, oh, yeah, that's your new name. You can use it anywhere you want. And I was like, oh, great. Uh, Because I I had always been against the whole um, uh, Black people having stereotypical gimmicks, you know, either, either they're savages or dancers or rappers or you know something like that and i was trying to avoid that i had been trying to avoid that as osiris um so it took me a second to really embrace kong and kind of i had to kind of figure out how to make him work for myself you know i didn't want to be um a kamala type which you know no offense to kamala but he he always played the big dumb savage type you know so for, first I time i saw you like kamala type was all i saw when you walked out um it was yes. the i think it was the last heroes and legends at the hotel on coliseum okay the fun dome thing right yeah yeah my uh, my thing was i didn't want to work the same you know what i'm saying because he would he would beat his belly and and oh like, yeah no make make random noises and and whatnot you know i wanted to just be big and menacing yeah i would i would rather be more like umaga than a uh, uh, kamala because kamala uh portrayed himself to not be intelligent i right. wanted to be intelligent and because i figure hey ultimate warrior is intelligent why why can't i be you know right. what i mean yeah like so, when you the entrance felt kamala type right but then like right. it started and i was like nope this is a whole different monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's what I'm going for, as opposed to to uh, um, somebody who can be pigeonholed into a role, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know we talked a little bit about RCW, JCW, Heroes and Legends. Um, you worked Impact, right? You worked um, what was it, GFW, right? Uh, Global Force. Yep. 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 Uh, what what other big stuff have you done? Um, I've uh, wrestled for uh, Great Kali in India um, for Continental Wrestling Entertainment. Um, that would be cool. That was awesome. Uh, both times we had fifty plus thousand fans, uh, all packed in this this giant field. Um, you know, with a ring and stage and everything set up and like it that was crazy. Awesome. Absolutely crazy. Uh is that the biggest crowd that you've done it for? Yeah, easily. Okay. Easily. Before that it was only like five thousand, and that would be for like either JCW or Global Force. I'm not really sure which one. I think both of them had about five thousand yeah. on their couple of shows, but um yeah, so 
you know, there's that. Uh, been to China a couple times, wrestled over there. Um, all over Canada and U.S., been to Puerto Rico. Um, Is Puerto Rico still crazy like it used to be? Um, almost. There, there are some people who believe in the old crazy ways, like the guys that they had paired us with uh, before, well, when we were there. Um like they 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 believe in like swinging chairs like they're out to hurt people type thing and i'm like hold on bro you don't need to take you'd be swinging that that hard now like it got to the point where like i i thought i lost my cool for a second and that don't don't happen too much i mean you're a good sized dude i think if you told me to not swing the chair so hard i probably wouldn't yeah i'd probably how tall are you actually six six damn yeah I mean, I'm 6'3", but, like, I've seen you wrestle in person. You look way bigger than me. Yeah, you've got – And I'm 6'3". <laughs> like, I just feel like you're so much bigger than I am. Yeah, you, you've got a really <laughs> big, big look and feel. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I watched – I was just telling Nate this this afternoon. We talked on the phone for a minute. I got on uh, YouTube last night. I was laying in bed, and I just typed your name in. And I can't, I don't remember who, who it was with, but it was in impact and the stage was elevated to the ring, you know, the top of the, the ring. Yeah. And you came out and you literally jumped over the rope and like pancake the dude. Like, Holy shit. Yeah, like, that was Brian Cage. That's who it was. Exactly. Yep. And then okay. you got on the ropes. Like yeah. you got on the corner. What are you doing? <laughs> you're a big man to be up there but i mean it works like right i feel like there's certain people that can do it like yourself you I, honestly you didn't look uncomfortable but like you see some bigger people yeah. get up there and you're like that's eh, pretty sketch and right. but you got up there right, right. at first like he got like i think he was going to try and like suplex you off of it like ah that's that's not going to be good and you worked out of it, but I, I was laying in bed and I'm like, holy shit, my wife goes, What? And I turned the phone, I showed her, she's like, Oh, yeah, like, big boy to be flying through the air, but it worked. Yep. Oh, that's that's I mean, awesome. I'm sure football probably helped a lot with that, right? I mean, you're oh yeah, absolutely obviously athletic. Yeah, I was I, I did sports year round. Um, you know, if it wasn't football, I was doing amateur wrestling. And if it wasn't that, my my football coach made me do track, throw shot put and you know, I didn't have to run any events, but he made sure I stayed in shape, you know, stuff like right. that. Good. Like you you are an incredibly agile big guy. It's it's really fun to watch. Appreciate that. <clears throat> the uh yeah last last week uh we uh I had the the uh the 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 privilege of wrestling Shane Mercer again for the uh, I love 58th, that guy fifty-eighth time. Uh so like we know each other pretty well and like so we only thing we ever need to come up with is the finish and then right. you know we just kinda go out there and call stuff to each other. Um at some point I just go, Hey, head scissors and I hit the ropes and he he picks me up, turns me upside down, grabs me completes the move and then he he takes the bump afterwards it's crazy like just you know working with him and how strong he is and the stuff that that Dude, he, he is make, he is the massive. he can create yeah that's then crazy. we did a hurricane rana 
<laughs> have you taken uh what's he call that the uh moon salt and battery uh i won't only because uh i wouldn't want to have that that opportunity where we just don't get over you know what i mean okay and yeah. i feel like i'm a i'm too big of a guy but he has he has given me fallaway slams from the top rope so yeah <laughs> no big deal he i mean no big deal he, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> all right <laughs> his strength he but he's like you too like he's a big i mean he's like just a solid brick of muscle right yeah like, yeah but he doesn't look like he'd be able to move the way he can move right right exactly <clears throat> yeah it, to me it's a complete uh mystery and injustice both as to why he's not signed yet oh, i feel like, the same way about you like him. your your character's too too on point you're too agile your move set is enormous i don't i i can't figure it out <laughs> appreciate that yeah yeah um really just yeah companies having dumbass attacks i guess i don't know <laughs> uh, i get it <laughs> it it drives me insane absolutely insane um yeah anyway um i mean so you've wrestled all over where where's one of your favorite spots to wrestle i loved india um just you know the people for the most part are so nice you have to watch some of them obviously but that's anywhere um you know just the the time i spent over there we we hung out in the himalaya mountains for a week or something like that um you know and 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 yeah, just, you know, meeting some of their students over there. I'm, I'm friends still with some of their students. Like, I talk to them on a, on a, I'd say, a monthly basis or whatever. They'll call me, um, you know, and and uh, it's just, you know, such a great opportunity. Uh, I, I, I immensely enjoy, enjoy going up to Newfoundland in Canada uh, and spending time with those guys up there, you know, at, um, well, when they were running anyway, uh, the group that I was with. And, yeah, it was just you know, an awesome time to do such a thing or whatever. And unfortunately now it's going to be, you know, different getting back to those places because of COVID, you know, and whatever, um, you just kind of roll with the punches and go with it. How did COVID kill everything last year? Like, I mean, most people weren't running any shows unless they were taped shows like you were talking about RCW doing. Right. Um, for a hot minute, we were able to have, uh, crowds of a certain size and then there are certain buildings that um, would be open excuse me to having shows because of uh, the amount of airflow they could get in there so it'd be you know similar to being outside and you just have a roof on over your head um, so you know we were able to get in some shows doing that but like for the most part I had to rely on on my gear business pretty much because you know those stimulus checks came and then people were like hey let me get some new gear and i'm like hey i got you covered i forgot that you did that yeah yep. you, what you make yep, gear? that's what i'm working on right now huh you make gear yes yes uh yeah I, most of the people that you see in really i guess indiana i've probably taken care of yeah really okay. yeah I did not know that. Yep. 
I have sent stuff uh, across the world as well. You know, just whoever whoever needs it, whoever wants it, you know, just hit me up. You know, How'd you get into I, that? Because it was hard to find uh, uh, gear makers when I was looking for them. Um, and it just, you know, I, I had uh, a lady at my church who would make some stuff, but she would never make it like I wanted her to make it. So uh, it came down to me going shopping one day at a store called Value City and finding an open box sewing machine that, you know, they'd knock the price off of. And I was just like, well, I got that much money. Let me let me uh, let me see what happens. And so I did. And, you know, between pointers from her and pointers from other wrestlers, I knew that I made gear. Um, I ended up being able to teach myself pretty much. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, that was back in 2007. So Side I think it I like it. Yes. Yeah, you got a website or anything? Give you a free plug real quick. I mean, you got anything um, that people can? Actually, if if uh, if anybody needs to reach me, you know, Facebook is is typically the place that I do the most business. Um, there is a Juggernaut Gear by Osiris website, and then you can also just message me uh, under under Steve Wilson. Uh, if you type in Tongo Kong, Steve Wilson will pop up. Um, you know, shoot me a message. Uh, you can try to add me, but it's easier to to contact me by message. Um, and I will let you, you know, shoot me a quote or whatever, or shoot me a design, and I'll shoot you a quote. I should say. It's got to um, be easier to i guess maybe not easier maybe that's not the right word it's gotta maybe fit better feel better when the guy that's making it is also a guy that wears the same shit you know i think so uh <laughs> I, I often hear stories about oh yeah we went to such and such they made our gear and i'm like are they wrestlers no they're just a costume shop and then you know a couple months later you hear well uh, this is falling apart. This is falling apart. What can I really do? What can I do about this? And I'm like, well, uh, you know, I, I wish you'd have said something. I would have told you that's not a good good idea to wrestle in that because as soon as you sweat in it, you know, the 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 uh, color comes off or, you know, there's certain ways you have to take care of certain material, blah, blah, blah. You know, people, sometimes they buy into it. Sometimes they don't. You know, you can you let them make let them make the mistakes. Just because it looks, you know, amazing doesn't mean it's always good for what you need it for. Oh yeah, I we've definitely seen some shows where, you know, the guy's mask looks fantastic and it's got horns on it and whatever and what shit. I don't know who's who because his horns fell off now. What? Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, what uh? What what makes a good promotion for you to want to go back to? Um, one, do they pay everybody? You know, that's that's a big deal to me. You know, I I I uh, I appreciate feds who honor the 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 time written condition or yeah condition where you know like the young guys you don't pay them the first time around or whatever. But if you have them back. You know, it should be understood that, you know, they're now part of, part of the roster and um, that they should be making money just like, you know, you do. It's a business for us just as much as it is for the promotion. So uh, uh, if he's not, if the promoter's not, you know, putting money in your pocket, you know, at some point or, you know, um, at least trying to 
uh, lighten your financial burden, then it's probably time to go find a new company to work for. Um, the other thing is, uh, you know, the types of people that they, they book, I guess. Um, is this somewhere that uh, I can I can either teach, help teach somebody to help them grow into a better company? Or, you know, are these guys like, um, I don't know, not not the, the greatest examples of people I want to be sharing a locker room with, you know, type thing. Like I'll, I'll receptive. Like huh? if you're if you're talking to a promoter about some some shit box thing that happened and you're like, look, man, like this, this doesn't work like this. We gotta do it this way, it would be better for this way. How how often are they receptive to you because you clearly have a mind for it, right? And you've been all over and worked with everybody. I mean, I'd say I'd say a good half the time. And then yeah. there's, you know, some promoters you can't tell anything and they want to do it their way, which is fine. Hey, it's no, no however you want to do it. Yeah, however you want to make you want to burn your money, you go ahead. Right. Send me, pay me, man. Gotcha. <clears throat> um like who who have you wrestled against that was like your favorite match to wrestle that you you do over again every day um honestly besides like Shane Mercer I know I was I was complaining about it but like you know after you wrestle somebody so many times it becomes easy so Mark Bandy would be another one of those guys and then my buddy Hillbilly Jed from down in Indianapolis is another one of those guys to where we we've been in the ring so many times that we know each other's stuff and we know how to get in position for whatever you know we want that other person to do and we know that they they can do the same for us um as far as beyond that uh I can't really think of anybody that I was just like oh my god that was amazing you know but it is what it is it just I've had great matches you know all over the place with different people I'm, I'm just one of those weirdos that people are like so who who today would you do you want to wrestle like I can't really think of anybody that's on my list that I'm like I, I got to get in the ring with that person because I've, I've been in the ring with most people and um yeah, I mean, I, there's nobody that sticks out that I'm just like, man, we'd have a killer match. I mean, you, I feel like you can have a killer match for just about everybody, you know. And that's, I guess, you know, not to sound all cocky and whatnot, but that's kind of how I feel too. <laughs> and, well, and you, you're good at playing both sides of it. Like, you, yeah. you can play the big badass beast that is Congo, right? And right. you can also get your ass handed to you by Abyss. Yeah, and yeah exactly. it doesn't look bad either way. Like you still look like big badass Congo that just had a bad night that night. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that that that's the key is making it, you know, making it believable. With either way it goes, you know, you can't just have a guy who's 130 pounds out there knocking knocking you everywhere and you know making you bump here and there. Um, you know, if if he does get a bump or if he does get a win, there should always be a reason for it. There shouldn't be just, you know here let's just do it for for the sake of doing it you know yeah so let's broaden that a little bit then if you could wrestle anybody ever i mean old new whatever anybody anybody at all who would it be vader 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 
If it, if not Vader, then Sting. Those that was my favorite feud to watch. You know, I could I could be Sting's Vader or I could be Vader's Sting. I mean, that that's how I feel about it anyway. I mean, I like you even more because I love the shit out of both of them. So yeah. Vader used to scare the <laughs> shit out of me when I was Vader, a kid. Vader was absolutely yeah. Yeah. Funny. yeah, he yeah. He, yeah. He Honestly, that's amazing. not what I was expecting, but I I like that. Yeah, big big fan. I mean, Vader was a big name for a long time, but yeah, at the same time, he was kind of a you know for a while, kind of just there. You know, he was just yeah. WWE didn't didn't do him any favors at all. Oh, no, not at the um, end. He should have been taken care of a little bit better, but you know, it is what it is. They they are there entity and uh, you know you can see based on what they do with some of the guys that they have now you know or I've had like there's no way that Braun Strowman should have taken the long as he did to be champion and then for them to turn around and let him go for whatever reason like are you, are you dumb? We just talked about that yeah. this afternoon when I was on the phone and I brought that up uh some of the moves that they made to release, yeah, I get it. I mean, Fandango, Fandango, yeah. whatever, been there forever, did really good there for a little bit, but yeah, he's at the end of it. But Braun Strowman, the massive push that he got, right? And then you just dump him, yep, like, that makes zero sense. There's that's the thing that, and like WWE seems to be kind of getting away from it, where AEW is starting to get it is WWE's getting away from from big guys. Right. You know, they're who's who's left that's big. Uh what is it? Who's uh AJ Styles partner? What's oh, his name? Omas. Omas, yeah. Yeah. That's probably your one of your biggest guys. There's nobody left. I mean the Giants are cool, but like there's all different kinds of big guys that you know can do different things like uh uh i can't think of the one guy he's in nxt um he wears a singlet he's a bigger guy but he moves really well and i really enjoy watching his matches um but like there's different guys you know there's there's the tugboat type or earthquake type you know then there's the 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 uh big show type and you know the yoko type there's all different types you just can't yeah. um, can't yeah. just you know limit uh uh your roster to me like it doesn't make any sense you know the wrestling was built on the backs of guys my size because we were the ones who offered the big mean menacing hill that the baby face had to overcome without yeah. guys like me hogan would never have anybody to have beaten well yeah everybody else looks like your neighbor yeah exactly you know, like what you were saying earlier that it's that's that's the case. It's oh yeah. Big guys bring people <clears throat> to the show, or they used to. You know, right. I personally like even being as big as I am, and I mean Nate's just as big as I am. I still want to see somebody bigger than me in that ring. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and they're losing all of that. Like, yeah, they're all bigger than me, as you know, as far as muscular, whatever. But right when I'm looking down to somebody. It, it just takes away from it. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I said with you, you're only three inches taller than me, but I, I feel like you're a head taller than me. Like you feel that much bigger and they're just, they're going to piss it away. Right. Like, exactly. I quit watching. 
I'll be honest. I don't watch wrestling anymore as far as, as the new stuff. A lot of it, I can't get into it. Yeah. There's just nothing there to draw me. It's hard for me to watch weekly shows too. Like I can watch the, the pay-per-views and I feel like I, I, I've had enough. Yep. Like I, that's, you know, that's I know exactly it. where I'm at right now. Like I'll watch, I watched most of NXT in your house and then got bored. Like, and it wasn't because I didn't know the story because they're, pretty good at, at telling the story again on commentary it like it's just not it's not entertaining right i didn't even so, watch wrestlemania this year never yeah. turned it on i i paid for peacock i don't even know why i don't even watch it <laughs> like i i got wwe network for 90s wrestling yeah you know yep. stone cold the rock mankind like i got it for that sole reason just to watch from like 97 through like 2002 ish Mm -hmm. and then it kind of lost me and then Cena came in and it it got big again but now it's there's nobody there that's like oh my god I need to see what's happening like the theme is probably the only thing that I would even half ass be interested in and they're going to start killing that soon yeah they're not even using him really good (laughs) Well, they, but yeah. they haven't used him since uh, Luke Harper died, right? Yeah. yeah he's been around. I mean, I don't know if it's tied to that, maybe. Like, because they I were close outside, that. too, right? Yeah, I don't think it's that as much as um, just them not really knowing what to do with that type of character. I'm just saying they, they do have a writer position open. Uh, I can I can send you the job posting if you'd like. Sure, sure, <laughs> I try it. Jimmy Jacobs did it. <laughs> I mean, shit, Freddie Prince Jr. did it. Like they're just handing. Right, them. right, right. That that that's the only thing that uh, I don't care for about WWE is that they don't have enough wrestling related people in the writer writing position. I, but I feel like I, it's been like that forever. Like, I mean. They, I don't know. I really thought when they brought Pritchard, Brett, Pritchard back, it would get better. And yeah, just not for me. It was it was starting to. He was trying to make it better, but then Vince was like, ah, "I'm gonna follow. I'm gonna fire Heyman as a writer, and 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 uh, who's the other one? Eric Bischoff as a writer. You know. Yeah." Yeah, whatever. Happened. Bruce was like, "All right, well, I'm just gonna go with the flow." Oh, I'm sure he's just getting paid damn good money to be Vince's yes man again. I really hope he doesn't listen to this fucking podcast. But (laughs) at the same time, I don't care. But uh, anyway, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at with any of the new stuff. I don't even watch AEW. I I just can't get into it anymore. Like indie shows, like to go watch live wrestling, I can do that. But right. for me to, because they're wrestling, like that's what I want to mm-hmm. see. If I want to watch soap opera, yeah. I'll turn on Days of Our Lives. Like, exactly. I'm not going to watch grown men yelling at each other on a microphone. Yeah, I don't want to see 15 promos in two matches. <laughs> yeah, right. like you do right. need that for for the storyline, right? You do need that to an extent, but. Give me Austin driving a beer truck through the Titantron all day. I, that I would watch that all day long. 
I agree. But so, so what's your like golden era of wrestling, Congo? Uh, it would probably be early '90s, maybe late '80s too. Um, mm-hmm. back when you know gimmicks were, I guess, believable. You know, uh, when the Undertaker made his debut, I believe for years. You know, I would have dreams of him like chasing me through a graveyard where I'm running and he's doing the slow walk. And like every time every time I would take a turn or or do something, he'd be right there. I I could get behind that sort of character. Um then kind of I guess that that died off and then you had your stone codes come along where um he was just a bad guy that people liked. And yeah kind of changed the face of wrestling because now it's hard to not blur those lines between good guys and bad guys. And, you know, it's a blessing and a curse at the same time. Like, you know, I can't tell you how many people uh, would ask me about, about doing a, a hill, hill to baby face change and like what they should get rid of and what they keep. And I'm just like, well, I mean, people, tend to gravitate towards the hills these days so um if you are are trying to uh get over as a baby face i would say change very little you know you just change your your aggression from the uh, from aiming towards the fans to aiming towards your opponent so the fans can get behind you type thing yeah yeah well yeah that's hard for you to even give you know a student like hey watch some of this of new stuff like your best heel in wwe right now is roman reigns shoot me yeah, I, I, I don't i don't send anybody to look at anything yeah. like uh guys will ask me about uh uh baby face versus baby face matches and i'm like oh bret hart one two three kid yep you know what i'm saying one of the first examples we got to see and then <laughs> brett, brett did it so masterfully to the point where people were starting to 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 boo him and like he he's like all right i better reel it in and then he'd go back to to being babyface brett you know but he he took the role of the hill and that's important you have to have an adversary yep that's a good point i forgot about that match honestly yeah yeah i like it very good man um well I mean, I guess we can we can kind of wrap it up. We've got some more stuff, but I don't want to take up a ton of your time tonight. Um, we'll have to have to swing in a part two sometime. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Yeah, very cool. Um, When's Heroes and Legends? October. Are you going to be October at Heroes and Legends? Yeah. yeah, I'll be there this time. Uh, yeah, he actually booked me this time. Thanks, Jason. We appreciate you. You're probably listening. <laughs> I mean, maybe we can try and do something, something around yeah, that'd there. Be, that'd be sweet. That, that yeah. would be really cool. Well, that's that what I was telling Nate the other motor. night when uh, when he said that we had you on, and I told him I was like, that'd actually be really cool if we could get actually get together and sit down and and uh, and talk instead of doing the Zoom calls or whatever. But schedules and everything's kind of crazy. But if we could. If we could get something around there, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I'd be down so, for that. All right. Yeah, we'll we'll be in touch then. Well, okay. Sounds good. Cool. All right, man. Well, um, I mean, what else? We where where can we get you on 
Facebook. It's just the your Kyle Fong, Steve Wilson page. Yep. Uh, my there's my my personal page. There's my Congo Kong page. There's my Juggernaut Gear by Osiris page. Um, yeah, contact me on there. Send me a message. Like I said, that'd be easier than than sending me a request because. A lot of times, if I don't know a person because I'm so close to 5,000 as it is, I just kind of, you know, kind of leave them to the side or I'll see if there's somebody that, you know, uh, business-wise could help me or I could help them or something like that, um, you know, but I, I, I also keep in touch with a lot of fans as well. So, you know, it's not a problem. Um then also you can catch me on Instagram at Congo Cyrus 78. That's one word. Um, and then also on Twitter at real Congo Kong. Okay, cool. Do you have any shows coming up? Uh, yeah. Um, I have IWA Mid-South this Thursday down in uh, Jeffersonville, Indiana at the arena. Uh, the following weekend... I have HCW. Uh, forgive me for not knowing the what those letters stand for, but it, I know it's in Southern Michigan uh, on July 10th, and uh, you know, be my debut for this company. So, cool. Very cool. All right, man. Well, we'll uh, we'll let you get off here. Uh, we'll definitely stay in touch. Though we're gonna definitely do a part two. I like this. It was it was good, a good conversation the whole way. Awesome. Um, and then we'll we'll definitely meet up in October for sure at uh at Heroes and Legends. Right. Sweet. Gotta convince my kid you're not so scary. <laughs> no, like real for real, real quick. She I don't remember, I think it was maybe the second one that he did at the Coliseum. And you okay. walked out from behind the bleachers on that far wall. And we were uh, standing over there in line for somebody. I don't even know. And she saw you and like started bawling, like lost her <laughs> shit. I was like, no, wow. like it's okay. It's fine. Right, 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 oh right. my God, no, it's Congo. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. How old is she? Uh, she just turned 13. Um, but she was like, shit, she would, what, maybe eight, seven or eight? Okay. Yeah. All right. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I'm 32, and like seeing you here, I'm good, right? Like, oh, like he's cool. But once you're in that costume, yeah. yeah once you got the makeup and the hair, I'm like, you know what? But that, like, that's the good thing, though. Like, it it separates, you know, Steve from Congo. Right. You yeah, know, I don't want to. No offense, but I don't want to see Steve in the ring. Exactly. Like, I want to exactly. see Congo in the ring. Like exactly. Steve doesn't scare me. I mean, you do, but. <laughs> <laughs> You're still a lot bigger than me. I know that, but but no, no. This is a good chat. Appreciate you coming on. Absolutely, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah. All right, man. Last thing, right. real quick. We do a couple little like real quick uh, one word question answer thing. Basically, a, a this or that type deal, right? All right. All right. So, Facebook or Instagram? Facebook. F Facebook or Twitter? Facebook. WWE. Huh? I said F Twitter. <laughs> yeah, oh, dude, Facebook's much easier to, to go through. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's too many, too many keyboard warriors on, on Twitter. Oh, yeah. 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 <clears throat> uh, WWE or WCW? There's only one right answer. 
So D WWE, they're the only ones alive still, unfortunately. Thank you. Thank you. WCW, Thank you. WCW, if it were still alive, I would probably have a job. You know what I mean? Fair. But unfortunately, you know, not having competition kind of makes the the uh, the scene kind of fall off. But have you, without that, you know. Has, has, has anybody reached out from AEW to you? No. I've contacted them. I've, I've said stuff to them and gotten, uh, what was it? We're not looking for anyone in our our uh, our male our male talent division at this time and like a week later there's some people let go of WWE and they got right in so I just kind of you know let it, oh, yeah. let it go they're pulling a WCW and taking all the WWE has been so yeah Make, that should be a compliment to you actually nobody wants to see the big show anymore sorry like I I don't yeah I mean, right Mark right. Henry. I'm anxious to see Mark Henry good. now that he's lost some weight, though. Uh, I'm yeah. good. Yeah. I still want to see that. watched him for 20 years. Like he... Chris Jericho, same way. I don't yeah. want to see it anymore. Like, yeah, please stop. <laughs> You're doing the same thing that WCW did, yeah. minus the NWO. So, all right. He picked yeah, the right answer. May ask your next question? I don't know, man. I'm like, nah, I'm a WCW guy. Look, like, wait. I love them. Go everywhere. <clears throat> at the end, at the end, it just turned into X WWE. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Thanks, Vince yeah. Russo. <laughs> um, I, I got more, but I can't even think of them now. Um, <laughs> we'll we'll figure it out next time. Um, but yeah, man, I guess that that's about it. So we'll All let right. you let you get off here. It was great chatting with you and and we're definitely gonna do it again man likewise sounds good man looking forward to it all right perfect have a good one thanks man. a lot all right you too bye take care bye